0: Welcome to the Bragg Creek Community Church Podcast. We are committed to be and to make followers of Jesus Christ an authentic community for the sake of his world. We hope that you may be equipped and encouraged wherever this teaching meets you in your discipleship journey. We've been uh, continuing on with uh, our series, um, basically uh Talking about the extraordinary life, and if you've got uh, uh, your note sheets or your little tablets, you can follow along uh, with that. Um, the extraordinary life, and it might be weird to be talking about an extraordinary life uh, today when everything seems kind of not extraordinary. Uh, sometimes it seems clunky or mundane or whatever, um, but we're talking about what it means to to have a, a, a faith that like grows during this time rather than just survives. A faith that actually transforms and, and gets better than, than kind of shrinking back. And so that's what we've been looking um, at over the last little while. We realize that with that, the, this whole thing is kind of those mini apocalypses where things begin to uh, 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 collapse upon themselves, where, where some of the meanings aren't the same. The things that had value don't necessarily have value. And yet for some of us, it wasn't this time. There was a collapse even before this time. It might have happened when, when uh, that the, your significant other walked out, right? It might have happened when uh, you realized that your, your job was not fulfilling or going anywhere. Um, and some of those things that, that are foundational in our lives were already being shaken even before this time. And yet this time also highlights all the areas where things can easily be shaken, and so we want to just encourage us and try to, to begin to look, when it comes to our faith, when it comes to the most meaningful things in our life, uh, we want to consider to, to continue to, to, to build upon those. Um, as I've mentioned before, uh, I'm a terrible gift giver, um, uh, and I just don't have that skill whatsoever. Uh, My uh, I make fun of myself many times over for some of the gifts that I've been uh, I've given out over the last few years. Uh, One of the things that that uh, I did early on in our relationship, uh, Tara and I, we just gotten married, and I wanted to buy a bike for her so that we could bike together. Not necessarily asking if she wanted to bike with me. uh, That was just something that I really wanted to do, and so I figured that would be a very good gift. Uh, to to do so I remember what we did I went out and I bought uh, at that time this Gary Fisher bike uh, I think we paid $550 for it which as newlyweds and as like back in the 1800s, that's a pretty expensive bike. Uh, it was a hard tail, but it had front suspension. It had about an inch of suspension. I thought it was like amazing um, and the best bike ever. And so uh, that is something that like, you know, it was a big commitment and a purchase and went ahead and, and bought that. Fast forward, Uh, years and years and years uh, all the way to to the present time, Um, probably four or five years ago uh, we realized you know what this bike needed some upgrade. We needed to kind of technology had changed so much so much during that time uh, that it was completely kind of useless and so uh, we were looking around for a new bike uh, and in the meantime, I'm trying to like, sell off this bike. Well, I, you, you, I paid $550 for it. Do you know how much I could get for it? absolutely nothing, right? You put it on pink bike for like $50, nobody even wants it. We ended up donating it to one of the bike co-ops uh, for and they would part it out. I don't even know if they could use the parts from it just because of the, the technology. And so something that was so valuable, like years ago, uh, fast forward to this time, like you can't even barely give it away, um, let alone... Recap some of that, that money back from it. And you begin to realize, man, there's some stuff that we value uh, in our life that really over time does not really appreciate very much. There's things that we, we put a lot of significance in that really sometimes take a nosedive. And for our own lives, I think this time sometimes highlights some of those things. Things that we put serious value in that really aren't that significant, things that, that we thought were fa- uh, firm and steady begin to, to crumble before our eyes. And for, for many of us, there's, there's things that, that during this time that crumble, we should leave crumbled, that we don't actually want back, right? But for some of us, there's some things that, that we, we probably do want back, right? Or, or we realize are valuable and we want to build upon, and so we want to make some of those uh, kind of decisions and, and figure out uh, what we should uh, begin to, to put some emphasis on and what we should really be valuing. One of the, the things that we could really look at is the things that are most important in our life aren't things that are achieved but are received, okay? When, when we're trying to make some of those decisions, some of the most valuable things are the things that we just receive rather than we actually achieve or we earn, for instance, like our identity. We receive our identity from God. It's not something that we, we achieve. We receive that. We receive salvation from God. It's not something that, that we've earned or, or we've done anything. We receive that from, from God. We receive a relationship for, with Jesus. We don't achieve it by any means. And so we want to begin to just uh, make some of those uh, distinctions. And for us, let's begin to, to really consider what are the things that we've received that we want to continue to build upon during this time? Because when we get this um, mixed up, when we get the, these things backwards, some of the things that, that are okay, um, that we think are, are good, they end up being our master rather than our servant, right? Some of the things that are temporary, that aren't firm in our life, that aren't foundational, end up taking the role of master in our lives rather than servant in our lives, and we want to make those distinctions. And we want to begin to build on the things that are truly important. Jesus talks about this uh, in Matthew uh, chapter 7. And I just want to go ahead and, and read uh, a little bit from that. Starting from verse 24, uh, he says this. This might be familiar, right? Uh, we've all probably sung this song in uh, Sunday school uh, at some point. But uh, it starts, he starts with this. Anyone who listens to my teach- teachings... And follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on the solid rock. This is at the the tail end of of, uh, his Sermon on the Mount, uh, started in chapter 5, it goes through 6, and he's kind of uh, wrapping things up in in chapter 7. And he's, through the whole time, he's been talking about this new way of living, or what kingdom life is really all about. What are some of the important things, or how do we process the world around us, and he spends uh, uh, this beautiful uh, uh, few chapters uh, telling about what it means to to live a Jesus way. And so he's wrapping it up. He says, anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on the rock. He says "Is wise. You follow my teachings, you're like a wise person. And wisdom is sometimes hard to navigate, right? Uh, We we see sometimes that um, you know, we don't follow good wisdom. Like we come to the end of the month and we're like, oh, you know what, I can't pay this one bill. Well, rather than just move on to the next month and do the same, we should be like, hey, maybe it's time for a real budget or maybe it's time for kind of like moving things and shifting things and trying to cut back on certain things. A wise person would say, let's change something up. Foolish person would be like, hey, it doesn't really matter, right? Uh, a wise person would say, oh, you know what? Uh, leaving toilet uh, seat up or the cap off of the uh, uh, toothpaste uh, angers some people in the house. A wise person would say, hey, maybe I shouldn't do those things, right? A foolish person just kind of walks right by that. Jesus says, hey, a wise person actually follows my teachings. Um, and it's like building on a, so- a solid foundation, Verse 25 says, Though the uh, the rains come and the torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. Uh, In some translations, it's not though. Sometimes it's actually when. So though or when uh, the torrents and the floodwaters and the winds come against this. Uh, I think that's important for us to understand. That... It's not like if, but when it comes. So Jesus says, if, if you want to be wise and you want to uh, a wise person, uh, will build their life and their foundation on my teaching because when stuff takes place, when everything comes crashing down around you, uh, you're going to remain firm. For some of us, we use God as the security blanket, don't we? Uh, we, we ask God to, to uh, completely put us in this little bubble. And I think it's all right to, to pray for, for protection and, and those things. But we need to understand that, that God's not necessarily meant there to, to keep those things from happening uh, to us. God's definitely there for us to, to, to be with us as we go through some of those things because life does and will continue to happen. And some of it will be very difficult. Some of the stuff will collapse around us. But anyone who hears my teaching and does, doesn't does obey it is foolish. Like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. I remember my family took... Uh, a trip to uh, Oregon. This is years and years and years ago. Everybody was uh, teensy-weensy at that point. And um, we uh, were at the the beach, and it was fun. Uh, We went up and visited an old childhood friend of mine, a couple hours from the place we were staying. And there was a nice beach there, but it had an inlet, um, so it was like kind of uh, Oceanside, but then it had this uh, inlet in that a river that was pushing, uh, pushing out to it. And we spent the day there, uh, just building sandcastles. It was like good compacting sand. Uh, Nathaniel built this awesome car thing. Like it was, it was decked out. It was amazing, and we in, you know just had a great day. But as soon as the tide shifted. It was amazing. All the kids, we were playing right at the edge where the the river was coming, and it was fairly peaceful and and nice. As soon as the tide shifted, this, this, like, the water just started pulling and pulling and pulling and pulling. And with that, it just started carving new beaches immediately. And it was so quickly how much it like dug into like the beach and replaced sand and wiped out all of like sand castles and things that were, were near it. It just completely destroyed that immediately. And Jesus is like, hey, listen, if you don't build your, your life upon my teachings, it's like trying to put any sort of foundation on sand because when it comes, guess what? It will be wiped completely out. And for some of us, we've experienced that. For, for, for many of us right now, uh, in uh, today's society, we realize there's so much that we've built upon sand. There's so much just things in our life that are, are layered upon sand that were completely wiped out immediately. And so for us to be wise, we need to be saying, hey, how do we go about building our life upon Jesus, upon that firm foundation? Because Jesus doesn't collapse. He doesn't collapse. Not at all. Um, When it comes to to our lives, there's a lot of things that end up somewhat being idols in our life. And idols aren't necessarily uh, start off being bad. Many times, idols are good things that turn into primary things. Right? Uh, There are some some terrible idols uh, that we could easily come up with in our lives. But there's some things that that are actually just good, that we then elevate to having some sort of uh, primacy in, in our life. Jobs are good, right? But when job becomes my, my sole focus, or the thing that I worship, or I bow down to, guess what? Like, it becomes an idol in my life. Right, Success and finances, right? The, the good things of our, our uh, life, a nice home or a, a, a car to, to go around, those are good and fine. You need those things in your life. But guess what? When they get elevated to, to the primary focus, they become an, an idol. And guess what? Those things that are temporary, the things that are achieved like that and become to take primacy in our life, They will easily be removed. They demand worship, and yet they can come collapsing down in an instant. So we want to never build our life on things that can be taken away. We want to build our lives on on things that cannot be taken away, like our relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus says, Come to to me, all uh, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. So some of the questions that I think we, we want to ask uh, in this time is like, hey, when I die, uh, do I, what do I want true about me? Uh, what do I want people to recognize that is true about me, uh, how I lived in this world? Like, what, what impact, what things do I want people to say was like, man, that was true, that was good, that was right? Um, that's something to, to ask. What legacy am I leaving behind? What relationships have I poured myself into? How have I engaged in in the the most meaningful things of my life, right? And we need to ask ourselves, like, what will get me there or who will get me there? More importantly, who will get me there? So how do we end up building uh, on this firm foundation? If you were to go a little bit earlier in Matthew chapter 7, we would see a, a couple things. Starting at verse 13, he says this. Uh, He says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find find it. Watch out for false prophets. Uh, They will come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick up grapes from thorn thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears fruit, good fruit, but bad trees bear bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. So how do we end up building on that firm foundation? I think some of the things that are mentioned in this kind of uh, odd verse before these, these, uh, this story about uh, firm foundations and, and sand um, kind of help us on what it means to, to build right or to build upon Jesus. The first one is this, uh, follow the hard road. Follow the hard road. It says, small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life, but, and only few find it. Follow the hard road. I think that's one of the ways in which we can build on the right foundation. Because the kingdom life uh, is, the the Jesus life, the path of Jesus is kind of upside down than what we are used to or what we see around us, right? The first shall be last. Uh, In order to live, you must die, right? Uh, Love your enemies, uh, pray for those who persecute you. Blessed are those who overlook. Everything that Jesus ends up teaching is kind of upside down to what the world is saying. And, and Jesus says, hey, narrow is that path. And few find it that give true life because all of the voices around us are telling us something opposite. No, hate your enemy. Shame them and ruin them, right? Right? Uh, take what is yours or what you deserve. If someone uh, takes something from you, take it back or beat them up to get it back, right? Uh, uh, endear yourself to those who are most successful, who are high achievers. Forget those who, who are overlooked or marginalized. We're given a different story throughout our, our whole lives. And Jesus says, if you want to have true life, follow the hard road, the narrow road, the, the, go through the little tiny gate. Taking the long road, I mean, requires a few things. And, and he talks in uh, uh, great detail about what it means to, to be a follower of Jesus. Some of them, uh, from even Luke 14, is, is, hey, a prioritized life. He says, If anyone does not hate his father and mother, uh, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciples. Now, that's a a big statement. And it's just really saying, hey, we need need you to have a prioritized life. We need to to have Jesus be the the center of it. Seek first his kingdom, and then all these other things are going to be added to you right? A surrender life. If anyone does not carry his cross and follow me, he cannot be his, my, my, uh, my disciple. A forsaken life. In the same way, any of you who do not give up everything, he cannot be my disciple. That's just a few of what we see Jesus talking about in regards to the cost of discipleship. Uh, the hard road. Those aren't easy teachings, Right? There's so many things that that, that demand our allegiance, that call our attention and our time. And and we want to prioritize those things first. It's hard to say, I'm going to seek you first, seek kingdom first, and trust that all of these things are going to be added afterwards. But if we want to build on the, the firm foundation, we need to be willing to take that hard, hard road. Second thing real quick, look for things that, that, that are bearing good fruit, right? It says, by their fruit, you will recognize them. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Uh, how many times have you uh, been in a situation where you realize, oh my goodness, I thought I was just debating uh, a point, but like I'm, I'm kind of sweating, any of you guys have that, that from time to time? It's happened to me a, a few times where I'm just in it and I'm focused and I'm talking about something and, and I'm going, 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 and then finally a little tiny light bulb uh, uh, pops into my head and I'm like, oh, what I think is just a passionate conversation is coming across as angry and yelling, right? And it starts to show up like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have come across that way. Or how many times when as parents, man, where we just, we're you know, trying to navigate our, our lives, we're trying to, to be good parents and just things start hitting, things start hitting, things start hitting, and then you just lose it. And you're like, I wish I hadn't said it you know, like that. I wish I wouldn't have, have kind of raised my voice like that. And it starts to, to say, you know what? When, when stress and, and uh, pressure gets put on us, It doesn't actually shape us. It just reveals us, doesn't it? It reveals us. And that's a really sad thing. It's very convicting from time to time. We have mini-apocalypses, the revealing, throughout our life every single day, right? Every single day. Uh, Getting kids into a van to to go to an appointment, a mini-apocalypse right there, right? Uh, Trying to, to get rooms cleaned, um, without going and saying it again and again and again, a mini apocalypse, time and time again. And it reveals then kind of our, our heart in some of that. We can't fake that stuff, can we? Jesus says, hey, I want you to go after the people that actually have good fruit coming off of them, right? Seek out the good, good fruit, because that is really their true heart. No matter what they say, no matter how many verses they can quote, no matter how many great speeches they can give, or how they look on the outside, uh, just as being spit-polished and put together, it's like, you'll know them by their fruit, and you need to follow the good good fruit in this. See, the inner life really ends up revealing, determining the, the fruit. Great wealth or great poverty doesn't change people, Power doesn't actually corrupt. It just reveals is what it does. When people go through great poverty or they receive great wealth, it just shines a light on the true character. And so you see some people who go through the hardest, most difficult stuff and they shine bright and wonderful or some people that that get uh, just blessed with tons of finances and wealth and all of that stuff, guess what, and they end up being great people that's because they are great people. That is the fruit that they're bearing. And in those, those circumstances, it just gets revealed. And yet, you have people that go through great struggle and difficulty and poverty or great wealth, and they're the most miserable, broken people. It's just highlighted during those times. And as we know, this time is highlighted as well, right? We've all seen it. We've all had to navigate it. And it's on both ends of stuff, right? Um, You know, if you're too far out of the bubble, then people are saying, getting angry because like, what am I like, you know, why aren't you friends with me? Is uh, something wrong with me. If you're too far into the bubble, they're like, no, get away from me. Like, you just can't win, right? Uh, if you're, you know, if you're wearing a mask, they're, they're like, hey, uh, we want to see your face. We want to smile. What's the big deal about the mask? If you uh, aren't wearing a mask, you're getting like, hey, you should be wearing a mask. Like It's just the, these intense conversations are taking place all the time because this time is actually revealing, And that's just in our community. Don't go online and don't watch the news because what we even see in our nice little community and the the little frustrations taking place, the hearts that are being revealed with anxiety or fear or anger that just kind of bubble up and pop during this time on either end of the scale, it's so much more elevated in the media and online. It is insane how much anger is being revealed at this moment. These things reveal. Follow the good fruit. Follow the, the 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 stuff that's revealed that is actually life-giving, that is beautiful, that is good. Go towards that. Jesus says, "You know what? You'll know them by their their fruit." There's going to be a lot of people that look look like it, but they're just what wolves in sheep's clothing. It's a good. Good uh, picture, isn't it? Very good picture. People are also drawn to good fruit. So, one of the things that we need to understand is guess what? We are always evangelizing, whether you like it or not. You guys, when we drive in the car, you're evangelizing. When you go to the grocery store, you're evangelizing. When you pick up your mail, you're evangelizing. When you're just walking through town, you're evangelizing. Because, guess what? You're either drawing people closer to you because you're life-giving and bearing good fruit, or you're pushing them away. There's no, no choice. It's like you always are. No matter what your words are saying, your life is an example. It's either drawing or pushing people away. Third thing, real quick, is known, know and be known by Jesus. Know and be known by Jesus. He says, uh, at the end, I never, I never knew you. He says, people that were doing a lot of things, uh, prophesying and, and miracles and all that stuff, he says, you know what, though? I never, ever knew you. I didn't really know you, because it's all about relationships. It's all about relationships. Remember, we need to be, be begin to build on things that can't be taken away, right? Things that are, are more just received than actually uh, achieved, And we get this backwards all the time. We build our lives on on things that can easily be taken away rather than on relationships. And the primary relationship is our relationship with Jesus to build our faith uh, and our life upon him. It's not found in appearances, right, or titles. Uh, It's not found in good deeds, right, just the raw like ability to, to do good things from time to time. It's not it's not about accomplishments accomplishments or or success. It's it's the stuff that, that needs to be uh, relational and intimate and personal. That's the stuff that we need to draw our that needs to draw our attention to build upon. The stuff that we need to keep and continue to to grow in. In Romans chapter uh, eight, uh, we see this uh, laid out. It says, what can, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As scripture says, for your sake, We are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all of these things, overwhelmingly, victory is ours through Christ who loves us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, there's so many things that can be taken from us. Our health, our finances, our security, our jobs, our uh, ability to to participate, uh, to get out. um, All of those things can be pulled away. But one thing that can't be pulled away is God's love for you. To be known by Jesus and to know Jesus. It can't be removed. Even when we're threatened by death, with death, even when we do die, nothing will separate us from God's love. And so I want to encourage us, let's build on the stuff that can't be taken away. Let's build on that love of of God. Let's fall in love more with the, the God who will always be with us. And if you've never been in a place where you've actually received that love, if you've never been in a place where you're saying, hey, um, this is something that I want because it's everlasting. That I want to invite you to do that. I want to invite you to focus your attention that way and to, to reach out and begin to, to say, what does it mean to have a relationship with Jesus? We would love for that to be the primary focus of your life, unashamedly. So please consider building on that firm foundation, building on, on the, the teachings of Jesus, the hard road, Right? Uh, following the, the good fruit, the things that are life-giving, the things that actually produce good fruit, and definitely being called to a deeper relationship with the one who will never be uh, taken away, the one who will never leave you nor forsake you. The reality is we, we uh, end up following something. We can never not be a disciple. Uh, we can never not be a follower of someone. Um, it's just, who do we want to follow during this time? Who do we want to build our life upon? And so we're going to encourage us to go deeper during this time uh, with our relationship with Jesus. We're going to encourage you to, to go deeper in, in your small groups and begin to, to really grow, because this is, is being challenged as the primary way of growth right now. The, the best is going to be uh, when you're actually engaging in, in smaller groups because we're allowed to do that, right? Allowed to sit on those patios and, and actually connect with real life and faith and ask those, those good, important questions. So we're going to be in, getting into specifics over the next few weeks. I want to encourage you to, to go with us in this journey um, so that we can come through this, um, having reshaped our lives and having a, a faith that is truly thriving, not just surviving, and truly growing uh, during this time, coming out stronger than when we, when we go in. Will you bow your heads with me? Lord God, Lord God we thank you so much um, for your goodness and your grace. We thank you for um, your relationship, that you are a God who isn't distant, uh, God who is not engaged, who only wants to be uh, served from afar, but you're a God who wants to be uh, intimate and working in our lives, Mm -hmm. wanting wanting for our hearts to be transformed, uh, for our character to be shaped, for us to grow in the knowledge of who you are and that our lives begin to bear the fruit from that knowledge. And so, Lord, I I pray that during this time uh, we truly would be people who are, are looking towards you that we were following your path that you're laying out before us. And that, Lord, we would actually uh, do the, the work to, to put our energy and our focus and our attention to the things that are, are truly meaningful during this time. So, God, I pray that, that, that you would uh, help us discern um, the difference between uh, what are just okay things and what are truly eternal things things that are, are kind of just blessings and temporary, but things that, that really make a difference in our lives. Help us to discern that. Things that, that maybe even need to be removed and left removed during this time, and things that we need to keep and hold on to and build on. So Lord, we, we ask for your wisdom and your guidance as we continue to, to work through all of that. And as a community, may we foster uh, each other's face, faith during this time as well. We love you. We thank you. Uh, we commit ourselves to you. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. We're going to uh, dismiss here and head out, uh, and you guys can kind of connect around uh, outside. Just maybe, you know, something that God's maybe doing in your life. There's any prayer requests, but then just kind of uh, actually see each other and smile face to face, which is a, a good thing. Uh, being respectful of all of that good distance. And for you guys online, uh, I'm going to be jumping in on the computer in about five minutes, and I will join you uh, for a a Zoom connection time. God bless you guys. We will uh, talk to you next week. Take care.